would, if I had to choose the two, I would choose the final four, as we established on the show this week, right, over any of those. Jimmy Patsos, I would always choose you as well, as we all would. He joins us now, of course, a basketball analyst, NBC Sports Washington, Under Armour basketball consultant. He knows everything about hoops. And let's start with the final four matchup, my friend. Uh, it's maybe not what a lot of people expected, but it is what we have now. UConn is the heavy favorite. you know. But at the same time, FAU has shown us we can play. We're little, but we can out-rebound teams. It's just unbelievable watching the di- the different types of teams we have in this matchup. Just your, First off, just your big overall take of the four teams that are in the tournament at this point. Look, what's amazing is, hi guys, by the way, and hi Trista, and I did go to WrestleMania once in Albany, and it's actually fascinating in person, but we'll leave that alone. Thanks, Coach. Um, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, and UConn. you got Hurley, Dusty Mays, and Brian Dutcher. They all basically took the jobs within the same year, 2017-18. And in five years, who would have guessed they all got their teams to the Final Four? Now, Dutcher was there. He was there with Bill Frieder at Michigan, then got handed to Steve Fisher, stayed with Fisher the whole time. San Diego State's a bigger monster than people think. It is the best draw. It draws the best in the state of California. It has the most fans, not UCLA, not USC, it's San Diego State. Mountain West, four teams. They won it. Florida Atlantic, look, you can say what you want. You can make fun of Conference USA. They're going to the American. Charlotte won the CBI. UAB is alive in the finals of the NIT against North Texas. So they're going to have an NIT champion, a CBI champion, and possibly a Final Four champion, obviously a participant. So Conference USA, really good. Like, all of a sudden, that's a really good league with all those teams. So, But he's in his fifth year. They won their league. UConn's weird. They came in fourth in the Big East. They had a little streak there where they didn't play well. Now, they were only a game behind Creighton and Marquette and those guys, but they came in fourth in the Big East, whether you, however you shake it out. And you know what? Hurley's done an amazing job. And then Laranaga, who won the regular, and I go regular season, won the regular season as well in the ACC. So three regular season champions. So he shouldn't be that shocked. Florida Atlanta clearly coming out of that spot. I mean, because of you know everyone saying they were the AC, but once they beat Memphis, they figured out they could win. UConn's a really interesting outlier. Here's my bet: I would take the field those three against UConn. Everyone has UConn rolling to the national championship. That's winning two games. Okay, they got to win two more games. Laranaga and Miami. Now Laranaga has been there since 2011. He's been there 37 years. He's been a head coach longer than those three combined. So is it is it the year of the grandfather? Is it the year of, like, the fatherly figure? He trains him and trusts him. He's got all these great sayings. I love Laranega. He's got a really good backcourt. They're actually really – their size is okay with Miller. They have no depth. The other three teams play seven and eight and nine guys. Miami plays five and a half. That's going to be the worry. But would you – I'm asking you, Nick, would you take the field of those three – well, Connecticut, if you could, to win the national title. I would take the field of those three mainly because you have Miami there. I, I, I think that's like I yep. listen. I, I bet UConn to win it all, but at the same time, I'm not totally convinced that Larinaga. And you know, I got a soft spot for Larinaga as a George Mason alum, so I know what he sure. can tell. Oh, I knew you're alum. Yeah, that, that's 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 my school, man. So I, I would say, and you also just you have three teams versus one. Like they're not UConn's not dominant. Right, enough that's what I just said. But I'm in Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Houston, and all these guys I just did a show were like, "You're crazy!" Now they don't have online gambling here. They don't. Have, they don't have the app, but they're a little shell shocked that Texas and Houston aren't here. So they were a little bit, as you said, it's different. The only blue blood is UConn, but they were all, all the other three guys I just did. A, I just did a show with all took UConn versus the field. I said, "You're crazy." 
but that's the point, Patsos, is everybody's been wrong. Yeah. yeah. All these pundits, <laughs> they keep taking the chalk and they keep being wrong. They keep sleeping on right? the hurricanes. You know what I mean? They keep sleeping on the canes. And you know what the cane said? If you didn't bet on us before, stay away from us. <laughs> Don't bet on us now. Stay all the way Love away. Love you, Tristan. I'm, I'm curious, Coach, because you watch basketball on a very uh, detailed, granular level. Why does everybody keep saying that Miami plays zero defense when I watch them stifle a very balanced scoring Texas team where they kept – after the Marcus Carr injury, say what you want, but they stopped them. They were up 13 points and got enough stops to win with no threes. And they've been playing this stifling style of defense in the NCAA tournament. Maybe not a good defense in the regular season, but they may be the best defense left. You know, San Diego State will grind you down, but I'll yes. tell you this. You're right. Yes. O'Meary and Miller are big enough. Wong, I mean, he's just been a sensational player. And then Pack and Poplar, they... Their unit is good enough defensively. They play in the ACC, which is other than Virginia, scoring league. The Dukes, the Carolinas, they go up and down. Even Clemson wants to play fast. Look, he's done a great job, Larinago, of adapting wherever he was. Bowling Green to, to George Mason to there. Jim Larinago was at Providence with Dave Gavin. Went to a Final Four. Like with, they know what the, He knows what he's doing. He took two Final Fours as an assistant to Terry Holland at Virginia. I think Jim Laranega says, what's the best thing we do? They play solid D, Trista. I'm with you on that. They shoot good two-pointers instead of bad three-pointers. Like, he's adjusted to that. We're not just going to fire threes because everybody else does. He plays good enough on the ball defense. They can get in a little trouble in transition. They're not going to shot block. You know, Sonogo, UConn has two big guys. They have eight or nine guys. San Diego State's leading scorer against Alabama came off the bench. You know, these are different little factors. Larinaga is like, we got five and a half, six and a half guys. We're going to take good twos. We're going to play at our pace, which is to score, but not take bad shots. And we are going to make you work in the half court to score against. I think you're right, Tristan. They're a very good defensive team. But they're getting five and a half. So, you know, I think that Florida Atlantic should be getting five and a half. And that the Miami Hurricanes should be a two-point dog. So I'm the, I'm the opposite. But as you said... They've proved everybody wrong, and Larinaga can coach, and he's got that thing going, and Juan can really score. What I want to know is what happens if UConn gets behind, because we haven't seen it. I was there in Albany. It was a close game, couple-point game. They were down a few points to St. Mary's, and St. Mary's is a really good defensively good pace team. They didn't have the horses to play with them, and their three-man got hurt in the first half, and that was it. But when you just beat that Gonzaga team, who was very good like that, I mean, that was, that was a manhandling. That... The question is, was last week their best week? You know, in other words, when you played those two games, our first Final Four, yeah, we were up against Duke, but we lost in Minneapolis in 2001. Our best week was the week before. We manhandled Georgetown. We beat Casey Jacobs in the Collins Twins, Trinity Hanley at Stanford. That's the best we played. We were not as smooth against Duke. Was that UConn's best week of this tournament? We shall see. And can they survive it? But I'm with you. I just, Larinaga, you don't have to bet on him, but man, it's hard to bet against him. But I think five and a half is way too many points. I agree. And I think it might even go up. We might get like a six, six and a half. So I'm just waiting. Mm -hmm. If you do like Miami, like I think if they get past UConn, they probably win the national title. Who would you prefer, Isaiah Wong, Jordan Miller, or somebody else's outstanding player? Wong and Miller are both 12 to 1. That's why I brought them yeah. up first. I mean, Pac's the highest paid player. He's your number one paid player in NIL. Yeah. Coming over from Kansas State, who's really good. I think Isaiah Wong's going to 
if they're going to win it, it's going to be it's going to be Wong who carries him. He's a New Jersey kid, Southern Jersey, played on our Under Armour circuit. I've known him. He just keeps getting better. He didn't fall for the NBA stuff. Now he's probably making a solid six figures. You know, we know Pac's making four hundred grand a year because that's public knowledge. Signed a two year deal for eight hundred thousand. This is the way it goes out here. People know these numbers. Isaiah Wong is like a bargain and a steal. and was player of the year for a reason in the ACC. I think I would I would take Wong if you think they're going to win it. I take him if you think it's Connecticut. It's a tougher bet. Is it Sonogo or Hawkins? I think it's going to be the big guy if they win it. I don't even know who to pick on San Diego State because of Butler. And I'll tell you, my Florida Atlantic sleeper is Greenlee. I love Davis, but Greenlee had 18 points, and if they're going to win it, he might be the guy that makes them go. Talking to Jimmy Patsos, BetMGM tonight. Uh, you, know, we, you talk about these NIL deals. I, it's I really feel like this has leveled the playing field more in college basketball, where you have some of these smaller schools. Maybe you're not considered what are traditional blue bloods, but if you can give a, a, a good player uh, a decent amount of money and you can get them in the transfer portal, they realize they don't have as big of a role as they thought they were going to have it. Let's say Kentucky, and they transfer. I, I think it really pre- presents an opportunity where. I mean, this Final Four could be what we get on a regular basis now. It's funny, Nick, because good for you, Nick. You always one smart dude anyways, but you hit it right on that. Look, I just did a show with Ron and Clint on Odyssey (laughs) down here in Houston. And look, you know, Ron is a Kansas guy, and then Clint's an Arkansas guy, so he's happy. Clint played football for the Cowboys, by the way, so he knows the pro game. It has leveled the field. Now, remember, COVID in two years is going away because that gives kids a fifth and sixth year. So now you're down to you can only transfer once, and I think the NCAA is going to stick to that. And then you have NIL, that's going to happen. But the age is going to go down to 22, 23, not 23, 24. Some of these guys are pretty old. But Oscar Tashime was old, and it didn't work for Kentucky. You know, Calipari, I thought he looked good after Providence. Then they lost, you know. It's really interesting when you say, Nick, could this be the norm? Quentin Grimes, I'm here in Houston, Quentin Grimes – was a McDonald's All-American that didn't make it at Kansas. He came here and found his way and went to the Final Four with Houston and Kelvin Sampson, okay? So, like, that's one route to go. Or I think the Elite Eight, I apologize. But he starts for the New York Knicks. It's part of the reason they win. Guys go drop down from other schools. Kansas is getting rid of a couple guys, in my opinion, that they don't think are good enough that they can't afford to pay Nick. In other words, whether you cap's 200 grand, 500 grand, or a million, I'll give you those three numbers because I know them. Those are three Power Five schools numbers. They're different Power Five schools, but so it's two hundred, five hundred, and a million. At two hundred, you can't have anybody around that's not helping you win. At five hundred, maybe some guy, but he's a nice guy and studies hard. I don't want to hear that anymore. Okay, that's over because we don't have enough money for the, a million. You can probably be a little more patient unless you want the top guy. But these numbers, Nick, you're right, are leveling the playing field. But a Florida Atlantic, say they're a $200,000 NIL team, and I don't know what they, they are, but they're going to be because they're going the American. Everybody realized Houston's going the Big 12 since he's going the Big 12. Well, UAB and uh, Florida Atlantic are moving up to the American, which is the Temple, Memphis. That's the real deal. You know, Tulane was really good in football. That's a real conference. But you have to make some decisions, Nick, about where you want to spend your money. And maybe you make a mistake because you weren't patient. You have to be patient with these young men. Quentin Grimes is a great example, you know. Certain guys go to Jimmy, certain I places. I got to cut you off because I want to ask you a question about... Uh, about no, and I just wanted to finish that. Nick's, and I'm done we with that. But I'm, what I'm saying about Nick is, Nick's right. This is going to level the playing field, but what are the big boys going to do to it to, to to make sure they stay at the top? I don't know. 
I love hearing I'm right. I love Jimmy, you. you. I love you, Jimmy. I need 30 seconds. Is Caitlin Clark going to be the best college player of all time? I mean, she's tra- she's transcendent and unbelievable, but she's running into a better team and a real physical team. We're going to find out against South Carolina. Jimmy? But she's Curry-like. She is transcendent. Yeah, without question. We love, love you, you and thank you for telling everybody that I'm smart and I'm always right. It makes me feel very good you about are. myself. You are. I'm taking the field against UConn. Love you guys. Trista, I miss you dearly. Miss you too. See you, Jimmy. Yeah, it's. I mean, think about it. Take the field. I, it's not... It's not out of the realm of possibility that UConn doesn't win this national title. I, I mean, it's really not. I, I'm with more and more on, on Miami, but I think I'm going to bet a couple of most outstanding players on Miami, like Isaiah Wong, get that value on 12-1. to 1. I'd rather do that, I think. So, 